Hello and welcome to episode 9 of the Paul Norton podcast. Wow, nine weeks gone already. It's phenomenal the amount of great feedback and messages I've been getting since doing this podcast. Between DMs, between people sharing my podcast onto their stories and just the general feedback has been amazing. And for me to help someone in some shape or form, it just means so much. Now, I've had some amazing guests on over the last couple of weeks, but this week I want to dive into a topic that is quite close to me, but also it seems to be a massive grey area. And it's a question I get on nearly a regular basis on my social media, and that is female fat loss. Now, I've worked with hundreds of females at this stage between on the gym floor and also online. And I've also studied immensely and I never would have thought that I would be doing, you know, three and four and five and six hour lectures on the female menstrual cycle and PCOS and perimenopause and menopause. But even to this day and age, it fascinates me how complex the female body is. But also fascinates me on the massive difference still in the industry when we look at male fat loss compared to female fat loss. Now, for me as a trainer on the gym floor, I was guilty of training and working nutrition plans around males and females the exact same. And it wasn't until I had a female client in the gym floor and we were doing a strength phase. And you know, this lady, she was progressing so good over a few weeks and the week before we had got a PB in, on a deadlift. And the following week then, came into the gym floor, she was sluggish, tired, just wasn't feeling herself. And trying to do that same lift that we'd done seven days ago, it was impossible. We were nearly at 60% less on that load compared to the week before. From this, I tried to push her as hard as I could and we ended up getting injured. And this put her out of action for a couple of weeks. Now this to me did not sit very, very well and it just, it ate me inside and I just couldn't understand why we were progressing so well but then in this week then that all of a sudden things just dropped. You know, low, no energy, you know, mood swings, coordination was out the door. Everything was just, it's like someone flicked the switch and it was a whole new person. So upon studying and just studying, listening to podcasts, listening to seminars, I started to get an insight into the female menstrual cycle. Now, when I trained to be a personal trainer on the gym floor, 
you know, done my level three, four, and five, there was no mention of menstrual cycle throughout the whole course. When we done our modules on training and nutrition, there was no set aside for the difference between male and female physiology. And that to me now is absolutely staggering. If you're a female listen to this, you will understand how hard it may seem to lose body fat compared to your partner or your brother or any male friend that you know. And there is a perfectly good reason for this. Now, a lot of people nowadays will compare males and females in the same category because I done the exact same. But once we dig deeper and realize that the male and female is completely different, then we can start to work on how to actually train and diet in regards to your menstrual cycle. So if we keep it really basic, let's just say your average cycle is going to be 28 days. Now let's block that into three different parts. So we're going to have the first phase, which is going to be the follicular phase. The second phase is going to be the luteal phase. And the middle phase is going to be when ovulation takes part. So when your body releases eggs. Now in your follicular phase, this is generally the week of your period. So just say day one to day seven, it's when your period occurs. Then we have seven to 14. 14 is when eggs are released. This is the first phase, follicular phase. Now, second phase is the luteal phase, which will be from day 14 to day 21. That's week three. Now, day 21 to day 28, that is week four, luteal phase. Now, it's really important that we understand these two different phases. This is vital for any female, listen to this as going forward, knowing where you are at in your cycle is going to be detrimental to the results you get and also being injury free and just learning about your body in a way you've never learned before. To this day and age, anytime I take on a new client, they are baffled about how the menstrual cycle works and also how they've never heard about the menstrual cycle when it comes to training and nutrition. The first phase of our cycle is when we want to be looking to be in a calorie deficit if our goal is fat loss and also doing our best work whether it be in the gym, whether it be running, whether it be home workouts, whatever it's going to be, the first phase is where we need to be striving to get them goals. Now, as we come into our second phase, week three and four, this part of the cycle is very important that we understand how it works. On the second part of your cycle, your metabolic rate tends to spike higher, meaning that your body will require one 
to maybe 300 calories more than it done in week one and two. So you will know on week four, you know, the week before your period is when you crave the most, you know, you're low energy, you just mood swings are everywhere and you just can't be bothered really training. And when we do go to train, you just don't feel like you were the same person trained two weeks ago. You know, you're sluggish, coordination may be out of whack. And this is so common. It's said to believe that in this fourth phase is generally when females will get the most injuries in the gym floor. It's where my client got her injury because we try to push her in that part of the cycle. Now, once we understand these two cycles, going into your second phase of your cycle, let's imagine that your maintenance levels are 2,000 calories. So we have you in a 20% deficit, meaning that your calories is going to be just say 1,600 from week one and two. But now, when you try to carry on the same calorie deficit into week three and four, you got to imagine your body should be at 2,300 calories, just say. But now you're sticking at 1,600 calories still. This is where the problem occurs. Now, rather than trying to burst ourselves for the full month, we need to get in the habit of learning how to train and diet in the first part of our cycle, come to the second part of our cycle, luteal phase, we generally want to lower the weights, work on our form, work on our technique. In week four, for all my female clients, this is when we tend to work on machine weights, you know, low weights, high reps. We might look at doing yoga, doing stretching, doing a high step count. But most importantly, we need to factor in that we need extra calories in our diet. Now, I want to get this clear that carbohydrates are not bad. They're definitely not bad. But around the second part of our cycle, we want to look at having higher protein targets. The reason is, if we've replaced these calories that we need with carbohydrates, our glucose levels will spike high, but they'll crash down just as quick, meaning you're going to be hungry just as fast. Simple solution for this is, protein bar, protein shake, or even three bits of extra fruit every single day to give you that glucose levels. Now, this is really important that we understand how to work around this. I have some females who have two bits of chocolate every day on the fourth week of their cycle. I've got some clients who have three bits of fruit. I've got some clients who have protein shake. But once they start building these habits, their cravings are non-existent. Their energy levels go higher. They're able to manage their mood swings. They're able to manage their training. They're able to still get amazing results in the gym floor. Once we understand this principle of a menstrual cycle, that's when results will happen. Now, the biggest thing I see is comparing males to females. Now, we've got to imagine, if we have a boyfriend, girlfriend, I'm going to assume that you're a female listening to this podcast, 
let's just say you go for dinner with your boyfriend and you have, you know, you go, you have a cheeseburger, might have a glass of wine each. Now let's just say them two meals are going to be 2000 calories each. So you've both consumed, let's say 2000 calories as an example. Now, the next day you go to the gym, the exact same time, and you both burn off 2000 calories. You do the exact same weight training, the exact same cardio. Now, you will still burn off the exact same amount of calories, but it will take you an extra 25 to maybe 30% longer to burn off that same amount of calories than your partner. Meaning you'll have to stay in the gym maybe 20 to 30 minutes longer to burn off them extra calories. Again, there's not a lot of information about this out there. Another reason males will always be burning more calories any given time over females because they generally have more muscle mass. You know, men are bigger units, they're bigger bone, bigger everything. Again, they're going to burn off more calories in any given time compared to a female. As a male, we have an easy time losing weight. Our body says the exact same week in, week out. All we have to do is control our diet, have a high protein diet, move more, go to the gym exercising. We've nothing to worry about. Compared to a female, you have so much variables with your menstrual cycle. Like not every one week is going to be the exact same. Typically, for my female clients, I have them training the hardest and also dieting the best on the first phase of their cycle. Second part of our cycle is when we kind of, we go a bit easier. We work on form, technique. Week four, then we increase our food levels by maybe 300 calories. Whether that's going to be fruit, protein shakes, maybe two bits of chocolate. It doesn't really matter. Again, carbohydrates are not bad, but we want to top up our food levels with good stuff such as proteins, maybe some fruit. Carbohydrates will spike up glucose fast, but also drop down as quick, meaning you'll feel hungry in an hour later. A big thing with protein, you imagine after you have a protein shake or you have a piece of chicken, you feel pretty full after it. But when you have let's just say carbohydrates such as pasta or such as rice. Generally speaking, you will feel hungry maybe a couple of hours later compared to protein, you'll feel fuller for way longer over carbohydrates. Again, carbohydrates are not bad, but we're looking to moderate protein as a number one source, followed by good training, good steps, then followed by looking at our carbohydrates and our fat intake. biggest thing that I've realized is that every female has to be their own best scientist. What this means is you need to have an iPad or have an app. The best thing for my female client is having an app to track your cycle. Once we can start to track your cycle, then you can start to learn how your body works, how your body reacts. I've got some females who suffer really bad cramps during the period. So with that, 
we move them forward a small bit means that they'll have still a bit of an increase in food going into that first phase but for other females they're perfectly fine on phase one of the cycle so it carries on as normal but again not one female is going to be the exact same what works for you will not work for sally down the road for a male we have a blueprint that is pretty straightforward and again as males we don't realize how easy we have it when it comes to this for females with fat loss you are the reason why we are here today you know females are the survival of the human race it's why you will always store more fat on any given time than any male the reason for this is this is not it's not a you thing it's not a social thing this is years and years of evolution it's said to believe that years ago in concentration camps when they starved a male and they starved a female that the male actually died first now that's a pretty powerful statement the female body has the best defense system when it comes to storing fat the reason it stores fat is let's just say fat is energy without females there would be no human race what this means is your body needs you to one survive but also survive pregnancy and also survive when you give birth and also have enough food for you to survive you and your child you'll always notice that lower fat is always going to be the hardest fat to lose for a male our lower body will lose a lot far faster than upper body for a female you'll always find that your body will always adapt what i mean is that it's always going to you're always going to tone up or lose body fat in your upper area whereas lower is always going to be the slowest bit so when you you know see that you've got a bit of hip fat or a bit of thigh fat or a bit of fat around your bum this is not a massive issue this is just your body fighting back because it needs you to survive pregnancy now if i was to put a male and a female on a 20 percent deficit after four weeks that male will still lose body fat but the female's body will slowly slow down meaning that their body is going to fight you back so you will not lose body fat again this is not something to get disheartened by this is about trusting the process now one thing i cannot stress enough is don't have your calories way too low don't starve your body to a point where you actually lose your menstrual cycle this is such a common thing in female bodybuilders and male bodybuilders that when you cut your food levels your energy levels so low your body needs you to survive what this means is it's going to start cutting out function your body that it doesn't need that's why your menstrual cycle will go first 
for you to survive it doesn't actually need the reproductive system so once you cut down your calories so low you will lose your period for males once they cut their body low low enough they will actually lose their erection their sex drive decreases everything stops when a female diets so low you will notice that as a female you will fidget less you'll talk slower and you'll start doing stuff like taking the lift rather than the stairs you start doing things like you'll sit down more compared to walking again this is not you this is your body trying to save as much energy as possible because it needs you to survive to keep the human race going once we understand how the female body works then we can come up with a plan just because a male your partner will lose weight very fastly it doesn't mean that that should let you be disheartened just means that we need to take a bit more slower and just plan better if it means that we only diet and train two weeks of the month that's fine that just means that we're going to have more sustainable results over time if we continuously try and diet and train like we do in the first half of our cycle lead that into the second half of our cycle that's where cravings come in and if we cannot manage cravings this is where all the hard work we've done in the first half of our cycle it gets undone because we've just overconsumed our calories overconsumed our food and this is a massive area whereas the females i've worked with have come to realize that that's what they've been misled to believe that having this certain diet this six week shred plan eight week shred plan is going to get them ripped that's not how it works we have to consider consideration where you are in your cycle we also have to consideration pcos this is another massive massive area that's not talked about enough in the industry said to believe that one in ten females suffer from pcos now i'm not going to get too deep into what pcos is but for a female who's listening to this that is suffering from pcos there's no need to get disheartened i know from working with my female clients how hard it can be to lose fat and lose weight when you're suffering from pcos and again it's not having the right information a lot of quick fixes nowadays is giving you a fat loss pill that's going to slow down your metabolism all this means is that you're going to eat less food during the day it just means you're being a calorie deficit hence why you lose fat and lose weight but when that pill stops then what happens back to square one if you've got pcos and you've been offered a magic pill or one of these pills to slow down your metabolism you need to realize that it's again it's a quick fad that's just making money if you can realize that pcos is like walking to it's like doing a 200 kilometer walk compared to someone who hasn't got pcos and doing a 200 kilometer drive now the person who hasn't got pcos 
yes, they may get to destination a little bit quicker because they're driving. And yes, you are going to get there slower, but you're still going to get to the exact same destination. Now, if I have a female client Sally and a female client Betty. Now, Betty over here hasn't got PCOS, but she's the same weight as Sally, same age, same height. Now, Betty over here, I have her on a 20% deficit, which is giving her 1,600 calories. She's losing, you know, fat and weight every single week. Now, Sally here is on, is trying to do the exact same plan and calories that Betty is on. But Sally here has PCOS. And Sally is getting frustrated because she's doing the exact same things as Betty, but she cannot get the results. She's mind-boggling. She's baffled. Now, with PCOS, we have to, again, take into consideration that your BMR could drop by 40%. That is absolutely crazy. What this means is, you might have to be on 1200 calories, maybe as low as 1000 calories to have the same deficit as Betty over here. Again, there's not enough information about this out here. And this is where you could get confused, you get frustrated because you're trying your best. Now, PCOS, some PCOS people, girl, females, also suffer insulin resistance. Again, it's a word that's kind of thrown out there and people use this as a gateway to why they can't lose fat and lose weight. Again, park this to the side. If you've got PCOS, insulin resistant, you're still going to get the same results. But we have to have the tools and the knowledge of how we're going to get there. My advice to you with PCOS, and this is what works for my clients, and it's what science has backed it up is, we need to be really working on resistance training. So let's just say you are lifting heavy weights on a Monday, then we maybe do some light cardio on a Tuesday, Wednesday we go resistance training again, Thursday some light weights. The most important thing is that we have to be doing resistance training because Putting your muscles under load is the best way to regulate insulin around the body. High protein diet is always going to be the favorable here. Carbohydrates are not bad, but we want to moderate carbohydrates in a way that we're using carbohydrates before the workout and after the workout. Overall, having a low GI count. These are going to be vital when trying to lose fat and lose weight when dealing with PCOS. Again, there's no reason why you will not get the same results. We just have to realize that we have to go a little bit slower. Every female that I take on who has PCOS has never been told about a high protein diet, a low GI count, resistance training, and just understanding that the journey is gonna be a little bit slower than someone who hasn't got PCOS. Instead, they've been offered fat loss pills to slow down your metabolism, but that's not the solution that's a quick fix if we can work out where you are your maintenance levels are then we can work out a deficit that works for you it may sound simple 
and it is that simple but again it's listen to your body and what works for you not the works for Betty down the road now perimenopause is not a massive area that I deal with but my mum went through the exact same thing she went through menopause she went through everything while on these fitness slimming clubs again perimenopause has this gray area that there's not a lot of studies around it when it comes to perimenopause it's about managing your current state what i mean by this is perimenopause is a difficult time for a female especially when you're going through it but the biggest thing that we need to realize is it's not going to stop us getting the results we want suffering through perimenopause and even menopause can be difficult but it's about knowing that just doing your best again we want to work on resistance training having a high protein diet moderating the carbohydrates kind of working the higher fats and just always thinking of positives now i've got females who have perimenopause and they could lose one kg this week but then they might stay the same for three weeks then they might gain 500 grams then next week they might lose two kg the main thing here is being consistent if i can get my females to be consistent every week through perimenopause with the same structures acknowledging their wins and just trying to be as positive as they can then results will come results are not going to stop because of perimenopause they'll just be an awful lot slower when it comes to menopause again this is a very hard time for females going through this time because everything is just flipped upside down now the biggest thing we need to understand here is we need to do our best and if we gain two or three or four kg that's fine because it's how the female body is now this is the hardest time for a female because it's when your reproductive system basically just shuts down and shuts off there's no more needed this can be a hard time for a female psychologically but also can be a hard time to try get results because your hormones are just doing different things or they're kind of all over the place again going to menopause needs to be managed rather than trying to set unrealistic goals of losing five or six or ten kg it's about managing where we are currently and just balancing out the books meaning balancing enjoying the happy times balancing enjoying the good foods and just managing what we're putting in our body with vitamins you know minerals and just trying to do the best we can if we can do the best we can that's going to help us get through the process smoothly now i don't know much about hrt and this is basically a hormone replacement that a lot of females are given the option to have when they're going through perimenopause but also menopause itself again there's not definite study out there about this and i'm going to say this this is not in my field of expertise but the research that i've studied and looked through that the studies on hrt there's no definite answers 
there is claims that it can higher your chance of breast cancer but again that's not for me to say yes or no females that use hrt treatment do go through menopause a lot smoothly than females that don't take hrt but again if you're going through menopause this is a discussion you need to have with your doctors and get the approach that's going to work for you again females have a great soft spot for me and the main reason is going back to my mum you know my mum went through I seen her go through her cycle wrong I seen her go through perimenopause at a very young age and then I seen a transaction into menopause at the age of 39 and it's just staggering how she had three or four years of her weight loss journey just not knowing how things worked if she had known about her menstrual cycle she could have been a different woman you know she could have been able to manage how her food how her training how everything just clicked in better but again there's no information back then and even now there's still not enough information out there my main take point home for you is as a female listeners podcast download an app to track your cycle once you know where your cycle is at distinguish week one and week two the next biggest thing is when you're going for food with your partner it's not to say that you can't have the same as him but a simple thing could be rather than you getting a burger with fries maybe if you get the burger and maybe get the burger on a lettuce bun and the fries and maybe your partner gets the bun with the meat and all the rest it's about making these smart choices now it's not to say that you can't go for dinner or go for nice meals but if your goal is to lose weight and lose fat and you're struggling at the moment these are going to be the key areas that are going to get you over the line because what your partner has he's going to burn that off a lot quicker than you will and this is why you'll always kind of see when you first start dating someone and i've been the same when you first start dating someone you know it's all fun it's all joys you're going out for drinks you know you're going out for dinners and all of a sudden within like six to eight weeks you've managed to put on a couple of kgs but your partner is the exact same and i know this is baffling because you don't understand why because you both go to the gym together you both run together every morning you both do weight training together but for some reason and you also eat the exact same food you know your food's identical but for some reason you've gained three or four five or six kg and i know from my experience with past girlfriends and clients that this is a question that always goes through their heads when they start dating someone and this is the reason why even though you're doing the exact same everything 
he has the advantage. He has always a step ahead of you because as it says, it'll take you 25 to 30% longer to burn off the same amount of food as he does. I mean, you'll have to spend an extra 20, 30 minutes in the gym. The biggest take home point is on the second half of your cycle, luteal phase, factor in two bits of chocolate every single day. Factor in bits of fruit every single day. A good friend of mine, Shane Watch Fitness, he has his female clients on week three and four, the luteal phase. He has them having Greek yogurt, two squares of chocolate, blueberries, raspberries, strawberries, and chia seeds. For him and his female clients, this has been a breakthrough for their cravings. And there's only a couple of hundred calories, maybe two, three hundred calories in this, this bowl, which is quite a big bowl. And also, it doesn't cost much to do this either. If you're finding it hard to hit your protein targets, what I do with my clients is Greek yogurt and a scoop of protein and mix it up. And then you have a, like a chocolate mousse. This equates to 200 calories. It is absolutely ridiculous how low this is. Again, if you are craving on that week for your cycle, ice cream I've got a big soft up ice cream you can have Ben and Jerry's or you can have Halo Top Ben and Jerry's has got four times the calories Halo Top only has 300 calories per tub so let's just say on week four of your cycle before your period you have a half tub of that ice cream every single day that's going to be 170 calories if you've that three times a day, that's going to hit your cravings so hard, you won't even want sugary sweets. Again, once you know this, that's going to be the breakthrough in you getting the results that you want and you will get the results you want. Now, for anyone listening to this podcast, I hope this has given you a small insight into how the female body works and how you can make it work for you. If this podcast has helped you in some shape or form, please share it on your stories. And again, if you need any help knowing more, please DM me. If you need any one-to-one coaching online, please DM me. Because for the right female, I will have a spot for you to help you achieve not only amazing goals, but also learn you how to work with your menstrual cycle, how to work with PCOS, how to work with your perimenopause, how to build confidence, motivation, self-worth, improve your sleep, reduce your stress, and improve your sex quality. All the areas are so important when it comes to health and fitness. Hope this podcast has been as good as it was for me, and I look forward to seeing you next week. Take care.